0: Welcome to Scatter Travel TV. I'm your host, Jenny Gerber. One of the really cool things that they have done now is that they have a new program. It's called STEP, for short, S-T-E-P, and it is Smart Travelers Enrollment Program. This is something that I would encourage every traveler to do. Anytime you travel, you go on, on the government website. Uh, again, that was travel dot, state dot gov, and go to the STEP program, the Smart Travelers Enrollment Program and sign up. In there they're going to ask for your personal information as well as they're going to ask for your travel itinerary. This is awesome because they will send you updates on the area that you're traveling to. If there's any travel warnings, if there's anything that you would need to know as a traveler in that country, current time it it is sent to you right then. It can be sent to you either on email or you will or there is an iPhone app if you have an iPhone. And you will just get updated information. Again when we were in Turkey, um, my brother in law had signed up for that for the group and he would check his email because none of us had an iPhone. And he would check his email, and one day he checked that there was a disturbance in a part of the city that we were thinking about going over to. And so we were just able to avoid that that day, and we just went to another area of the city that day. And so I could see how important that was. When we were in Spain, we're just walking along the streets, and all of a sudden we come upon this huge demonstration. And, you know, it's scary. There's police everywhere, and there's there's all these people and they're riled up and I'm thinking, Would've been nice to know so you didn't go walking into it. So it it's a good thing to have to get up to date information of the areas you're traveling so that you can avoid a problem area if you if you need to. Uh also, you know, I mean if there's something major disaster that happens, you would know in time to either change your plans or at least be knowledgeable of what was going on in that area. If you're involved in something in an area, or something's happening in your area, it keeps you up to date. If you have signed up with them and you are in a disaster, they have information. If your family calls in, they there's numbers specifically made for that. They can call in and you can leave those in your information packet that you leave at home with your uh, family or contact people. And they can call. You can um, get information back and forth and messages back and forth that way when there might be no other way to communicate. They can also warn you of ways and places and times that there will be evacuations in an emergency or places for you to go for help and shelter. I would strongly encourage you to go sign up for the STEP program, to go through the whole website for the country that you're traveling in, one reminder, on the SET program, you need to go in after you've completed your trip and take that trip off your My Trip list so you don't continually getting updates unless you really want them. Information is just so important when you're a traveler, especially if you're going to travel out of your country because you're in a foreign area. If you have something stolen, you just feel lost. If you happen to get arrested for something, you could just feel totally lost. I'll arrest it. Let's talk about that one next. If, and again, this website is the one to be on, you can go in there and you can find out things like what can you not bring back into the U.S.? What can you not take to that country? There are limits on things you can take into a country, and there are specific things that you are not allowed to take in or out of. A couple of the ones when I was looking on the website today it really shocked me. I, I don't know why, but it just seemed funny. that If we have sanctions or embargoes against, I think it's called, against another country, you may not be able to bring something back into the U.S. that was made by that country. So that's something that you would need to know. Things like ivory, any kind of ivory, anything made out of ivory is not allowed to be brought into the United States. Anything uh, a fur made from a spotted cat is not allowed back in. There are specific things that you would um, like, crocodile leather or things made from turtles. Just there's a list of things that would that you might not even think of. Here's one: coral. Coral, whether it's by the chunk that you pick up out of the ocean or coral that you have, that's made into jewelry. That's another thing that's not allowed to be brought back into the United States. These are things you probably wouldn't think about and if they're selling them, they're not going to tell you. They want to sell their items. They don't care what happens when you cross the border. If you're lucky, you get it in. If not, you're going to be in trouble. Don't be in trouble for lack of knowledge. It's just one of those things that if you can You can save yourself a lot of headache and trouble if you just go and take a look at the list of things not to bring back into the United States and not to take over there. And then what's a crime in that country? Remember, when you go into another country, you are now under their law. If you break their law, you're going to get arrested, regardless whether that is the same law that's in your country or not. So you want to be really careful. Now we looked up the Turkey law. And one of the things in Turkey that it said was that you cannot bring anything back from a historical site. That means don't pick up a rock. If you find a piece of rock that looks really prettier that you want to take home because it would remind you of that space, don't pick it up and take it with you. That belongs to the Turkish government. You're not allowed to take home things from historical sites. So just be aware. If you're aware, you can enjoy your vacation. You don't have to worry. Uh, Another th- uh, another thing to check out is medications. What kinds of medications can you take into a country or bring out of a country? Uh, I, there are some countries that even prescription medication that you might take with you would be considered a narcotic and would be illegal to take into the country. So that, again, see, those would be a serious offense, and they don't care that you didn't know you are now under their law. It's not enough not to know that you came from another country. You need to know that. So you can go on there and it will tell you what kinds of medications you can take in and out of the country. There are medications that you cannot bring into the United States that you buy in a foreign country. So make yourself aware so that you know, even if you go there and somebody's telling you how great this is and to buy this, if it's not allowed back in the country, don't buy it. You know, don't bring it back. I would strongly, just a little side note, encourage you if you have medication, uh, the general rule is that if you take a medication into another country that you meet or back into the United States, it needs to be in its original container with the prescription on it so that you know you can prove that that was legally yours, that it's in your name, that it was prescribed for you. Uh, so make sure that you... Package you thing, Keep things in their original container. They also suggest that you take a letter from your doctor that describes your medical condition and the prescriptions that have been uh, prescribed for that, so that you also have that with you. Again, it's just it's just good practice. It's just safety for your on your part. So there's some tips. Definitely go to this website if you're going to travel out of the country. The government made it for that specific uh, purpose to inform and to protect uh, the citizens. I I noticed that other countries have the same thing. Look it up and see they have the exact same kind of thing, although you could use the United States one even if you're from another country. It gives you a lot of information. Again, that website was www.travel.state.gov. I hope that these help you in your travels, that you have a safe Informed and fun vacation. I want to take a minute and talk about disasters and being in a place where you have to be prepared. With the disasters and the political situations and all the problems that are throughout the world, if you're going to travel, it's your responsibility to be prepared. You can expect that someone in a disaster is going to be there and take care of you. They say to expect anywhere from 24 hours to 72 hours before you can actually get help in a major disaster. We have had everything from um, problems in countries where people have had to been evacuated, to tsunamis, to earthquakes, there just floods, there's just all kinds of things that go on around the world. And those happen and the chances of you being there might be slim, but if you do happen to be there, you do want to be able to have the appropriate um, setup so that you're not left, uh, you know, not only in a tragic situation, but without things that sustain you. So let's talk about a couple of those things that I think are necessary things for you to pack. I would always have somewhere close to you um, if you have a carry-on suitcase or a little backpack, something so that if a disaster were to happen and you were at a resort or a hotel, in a bus, wherever, you could just pick up that piece of luggage and have these items with you. hotel room or even in your rooms at home, you need to have a whistle close by where it's within hand reach so that if you get pinned or trapped where you're at that you can signal to people for help. Have keys if you need keys to get in or out of wherever you're at or into a car so that you know where your keys are and your ID and wallet. All of those things need to be right close. Those are the first things that you really need to have right next to your bed, um, either you know sitting out on the nightstand or else in a bag that you can pick up and run with. Duct tape is just one of those things that is a million uses. In an emergency, it, you know, if you need to stay in your room but you don't want to be You want to be able to let people in if if you need help. It can hold the door open or it can hold the door shut or it can, um, you know, keep smoke out of an area. Duct tape can be just used for all kinds of things in an emergency, including as a splint, as, you know, maybe you'll need to tape your clothes back together if you get a rip. I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of uses for duct tape. They do make small ones else you can take, like, a toilet paper roll or something really small. And then just wrap duct tape around it, just enough to tape with you. you. don't have to take that big hunk and roll with you, but so that you have some with you. Uh, safety can always come in handy. There's always clothes being ripped, things that you need to, you know, attach. Even if you're not in a disaster, you know, you end up stubbing your tongue. You end up cutting your finger. I don't know. There's a lot of things that you end up with that. Just a basic first aid kit will come in really handy. Sanitation, that's another problem in a disaster. Or... Even if you're in a resort, a hotel, or a cruise ship and there's flu going around or there's, you know, some kind of contaminant around, you can keep your hands clean from that. Like a sanitation lotion that you put on your hands is another one of the items that is really good. A communication device, if you can, if you can get a plan that will allow you to take it wherever you're traveling, having a cell phone or a communication device is really good, but only if you have the numbers already recorded and with you that you would want to call or need to call. Even if you're going to travel close to where you live, you still should have emergency information so that you know where to go. I mean if you go in a hurricane area or a tornado area and you don't know where to go in case of emergency, that leaves you kind of high and dry. So vacation is about having fun, but it's also about being prepared. Now you can go to my website and there's a free downloadable printable printable um, packing list and in it are a bunch of the ideas of simple things that you can take with you that will be useful to you and that you can put together into an emergency kit. So you should have some kind of disaster emergency kit. Mine has a change of clothes in it, a whistle, a flashlight, duct tape, toilet paper. I don't know why, I just don't want to be stuck without toilet paper. Uh, it's got safety pins in it. It's got earplugs in it. Cause let's say there's a disaster and you're stuck in some big community center and there's tons of people and you're dead tired and it's noisy. You can stick the earplugs in and, you know, get some, get some rest. But be prepared. Know where you're at. Know where you're going. Know where the escape routes are when you're in hotels. Know where the disaster relief area is and where you can go to help for help. A radio is another good idea, especially if it's one of the hand crank ones so that you can get information quickly uh, when you are in the middle of something. Lack of information is really scary. And then when you're on a vacation and some disaster or some horrific thing happens, make sure you listen to the authorities. Do what they tell you. If they tell you to evacuate, you get out. You just do what you're told. Don't go out on the edge of the ocean when the waves are crashing in. And you know it's a disaster, they've told you to stay away. Don't go out there and take pictures or stand by it because it looks cool. Go where you're supposed to be and be safe. Be safe on your travels, but also be prepared. Uh, we hope we can help you in your travels so that your travels are more enjoyable and more entertaining for you.